Hey everybody, Brian Sexton. I want to tell you about my new book, People Buy From People. Ten powerful people lessons from the ultimate people person, my dad. My dad was the greatest encourager that I ever knew, and I want to tell you about him in this book, the things that my dad taught me, stories about his life, stories from my own life, and other relative connecting principles. You can go to Amazon.com and get it in paperback or Kindle. And now, here's another great episode of the Intentional Encourager podcast coming right now. Welcome to the Intentional Encourager podcast, where each episode brings you compelling conversations and stories designed to entertain, enlighten, and encourage. And now, here's your host, Brian Sexton. And welcome into the Intentional Encourager podcast. I'm your host, Brian Sexton. Thank you for joining us again today. And I have another podcast host with me today. And so again, we're kind of doing the Leadership Simplified and the Intentional Encourager podcast mashup today. Can you believe that? (laughs) But Rhonda Delaney is my guest today, and she started her podcast a little bit before we we started the Intentional Encourager podcast. So 2020 has been an unusual year for the both of us, but she uh, helps new leaders grow teams of raving fans. Leadership is a verb. I love this. And you can connect with Rhonda on LinkedIn at Rhonda Delaney, D-E-L-A-N-E-Y. But you can find her right now on the Intentional Encourager podcast. Rhonda, how are you today? I am wonderful. Yeah, it it absolutely 2020 has been a very interesting year. In fact, uh, somebody that I follow on Facebook, she she put a post in, what word would you use for 2020? And uh, I decided my word was punter, as in, you know what? <laughs> Every day is different. You're not quite sure what's what's going to happen and you just keep going. You just Keep it, keep the ball moving. You know, sometimes the punter is the most important person on the field. They they yes. they determine field position and and sometimes punt. Well, if you're a Cincinnati Bengals fan like I am, the punter is probably your MVP of the of the team. So yeah, well, we're I'm a Seahawk fan and we've got an awesome punter on our team. He he pins people off and between the five and the ten. So yeah. It's all good. Yeah, and it's it's a great time to be a Seahawks fan. I, I have a good friend of mine that lives about 20, 25 minutes away, diehard Seattle Seahawks fan. I was going through some baseball cards and football cards with my son and found a Steve Largent card. And Steve oh, Largent cool. is, a, is a legendary Seattle Seahawk. Mm-hmm. I remember, I'm old enough to remember Jim Zorn, the original oh, wow. quarterback yeah. for the Seattle Seahawks. And of course, we have, a native West Virginian that's a Seahawks Hall of Famer, and that's Kurt Warner. He was a running back in the early 80s. Kurt's from Pineville, West Virginia, about two and a half hours from here, and uh, a legendary Seahawks player. So, yeah, there's some there's some ties to this state, to, to the Seattle Seahawks, and what a fantastic organization. They've really done it well. So let me pivot here and start with you because, again, every you, you mentioned 2020. My word for 2020 is fulfillment. Because it, it was launching this podcast, writing my new book, People Buy From People. So for me, those were two big goals that I fulfilled. 
when you talk to folks and, and you talk about their words for 2020, what are you hearing from folks that are telling you what their words for 2020 are? Uh, I've, I've heard the word adaptable, adaptability uh, a lot. And the other, the other word, uh, well, it's not really a word, it's, it's more a phrase or, I mean, it could be a, a verb as well, is to be grounded. There is so much chaos, there's so much opinion, there's so much of everything flying around out there. And to just spend time to be still, to be quiet, and to, to be grounded uh, is another thing that's, that's come through. You know, it's interesting that you say that because that's the antithesis of the way our world is today. It's adaptable, be grounded, be still. I love what you said there, and, and you're 100% right. That's the antithesis because our world says move forward, build your platform, engage, be, be you know, try to, try to, to, to get more people into your tribe, things like that. It, it is, it's not standing still. It's about movement, moving towards something or things like that. When you think of those words there, and I love what you said, and, and I think it's, it, it matches perfectly. How do those words resonate with you personally? And, and what have, how have they impacted you in 2020 in your own life? Um, the, still, the still part of it, uh, one of my monikers is I, I'm the people gardener. And that's derived from my own avid gardening. And so much of my leadership uh, philosophy that I used when I was in corporate and now the philosophy that I, that I teach is rooted and grounded in nature. It's rooted and grounded in um, the, the gardening that I'm doing. So whenever I feel um, that, that I've got this antsiness or this agitated uh, part happening in my body, one of my go-tos is to go out into the garden and to dig in the dirt and to just be. And uh, yeah. my mind, it can be let go. It's, it's free. I'm focused on the garden. I'm focused on the, on the plants. And um, I, the, the, other, the other part of it is not, not listening to the noise. One of, one of the um, visions that I had for my podcast, Leadership Simplified, was that it would be a resource to new and emerging leaders worldwide, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. And I am not focused on how many people download it. I'm not focused on how many um, happen in a week. I'm focused on finding guests that can bring uh, information to be a resource. And the interesting thing that has happened, it started in January, we're now in December, and there have been people from 46 countries that have listened to the podcast. Wow, that's tremendous. And, and you know, At there is so much alignment between the two of us there, because when I started out to do this podcast, I saw very little encouragement out there. 
And I wanted to tell really good stories of people like yourself and people on LinkedIn. And I've been very fortunate to do that in such a way that, because here's the thing, you mentioned the people gardener. When you plant a seed, you just never know what you're going to get in return. It could be bountiful. And I'm thinking about my wife's grandfather, who we just recently lost, that, that planted a garden just not too far from where I am talking to you right now, Rhonda. He did it till he was 92 years old. And, and, and helping him in that garden and understanding that there are some years that you're going to get a great harvest. You do all the same things and you do all, and, and he was so consistently repetitive. Every year he would do the same things over and over. And some years he would get a great yield and some years he wouldn't get as great of a yield, but he consistently did those things. And so that's why I saw alignment, Rhonda, between you and I, because what we're doing is planting seeds, whether it's encouragement or leadership that, that can be, that can be sown whenever you need it. And so that was my philosophy with intentional encouragement was I just want somebody to find this podcast whenever they find it and be encouraged by the stories they hear and go, you know what? I'm walking that same road or I faced that same piece of adversity. Let's pivot just a minute and talk about leadership. What are you seeing in leaders right now that excites you? And what are you seeing in leaders that concerns you? What concerns me and has concerned me for years. Was that a loaded question? I didn't mean to I didn't mean to load that that question. No, no, up no, no, there. no, it's good. I you'll you'll find this about me. I tend to pause and and really get clear in my own mind what it is that I want to share. So you'll find about pause. me that I just like to have a good time. So it's <laughs> I just like that I I just like to enjoy conversations yeah, and, and try yeah. to ask some good questions every once yeah. in a while. Well the 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 downside has been the downside for decades and that is the dehumanization of the workplace and that is requiring people to uh, live their life in, as as uh, robots to to not be in touch with their feelings to to scorn uh uh, what do you want? What do I call it? Um, emotional intelligence to right. ridicule the emotional or the softer side and require people to check their feelings and their life at the door before they come before they come into work, and that has led to the detriment of human beings actually being able to live a fulfilled life in the workplace and and at home. There is a movement, there's no question there is a movement that is helping people to understand um, that the people that you lead are human beings yes. that exist outside of this workplace. <laughs> yeah. Right. And uh, one of the things that, that well, I've, I've been on a bit of a soapbox here for the last, I don't know, three or four months. And I created the hashtag be interested. Yeah. And to me, that is, that is a choice and it is a decision that every leader 
must make about every single person they lead. If you are not interested in that person, it is not possible for you to get to the place of caring. And if you do not care about that person, you are not going to be able to lead them and be for them what they, what they need. You have to care about every aspect of their life. You have to care that they're being given the tools to really thrive in the job they're at. You need to care enough to see, you know what, this isn't the right fit. I think that they would do better in another department because their skill set is much more aligned over there than it is this here. So for, for me, it's vital, absolutely vital that a, a leader understand that it's all about the people that you lead. There's no question about that. And Rhonda, I, I've done something similar. And, and again, that's why I wanted us to have this conversation. There's a lot of similarities between you and I. I, I did the hashtag be intentional because I believe that leadership is intentional. If you can, if you can encourage your people intentionally every day and say, this is what I specifically value about you. And here's why I value this about you. You'll have and, I, and I'll use a West Virginia term. You'll have people run through hell in a gas suit for you. <laughs> and and, and, and that's, that's what you're talking about. It's being interested enough in, in that person or those people that you lead to do it with such intentionality that they are not only in, they're, that they're not only inspired and they're empowered, but they're encouraged. And, and, it, and that's what you know I, that's what I love about that is. And I love what you said there about caring about every aspect of people's lives. And, and something Rudy Giuliani said in his book that I love, he said, weddings optional, funerals mandatory. <laughs> it's those times in life where great leaders show up and they go, listen, in this moment, I just want to connect with you here because it's, it's, it's a moment and I want you to know how much I care. I'm here because I care. And, and Rhonda, that's the thing is, is that I think leaders think a lot of times, not all, but some leaders think, well, if I give them a bonus, that shows them I care. Or if I give them a pat on the back, that shows them I care. When people want encouragement, they want, they want you to be interested in them. They want to know that you find them desirable as people and 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 the work that they do. Rhonda, let me ask you something. What has in doing your podcast Leadership Simplified? What's been the one thing that surprised you out of conversations you've had with leaders? Maybe there's a running theme and you go, I didn't quite see that coming. Or what's one thing that has caught you and, and said, oh, that's a a V8 moment, because as podcast hosts, we'll have those from time to time. Our guests will say something and we'll go, oh, that's brilliant. And you write it down or something like that. What's one or two things that has really surprised you this year of, of the, the guests that you've talked to that have given I you those moments? I, I can't say that anything has surprised me, but what has happened is my heart has been warmed and thrilled uh, because even though the guests uh, have come with very different 
topics, their area of expertise is very diverse. There's been this thread of love and care and openness and honesty that they are advocating. And it, it's been really heartening because I, I should let you know when I, when I decided to do the podcast, I actually recorded a video and I posted it on LinkedIn. I let people know what my podcast was going to be about and who my podcast was serving. And if they knew anyone that they felt would be a good fit to please let me know. And if they thought they would be a good fit to let me know. And so my, my first 22 or 20, 22, 26 episodes were a result of people who answered that call. And I look back now and it's like, wow, that's, that's really cool because there's this beautiful thread all the way through it. And there were only a few people that I actually knew. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've been, <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and mine was a little bit different. I, I called on my friends first because your friends are less apt to go, yeah, I don't want to be on your podcast, but then it, it, <laughs> it expanded to, it expanded to, to other people. So I get it. And, and, and again, that's, that's why I'm glad you and I could get together. You and I have walked similar roads with the podcast. So let me ask you this around the podcast. Was there a moment that a topic took a turn and you went, oh, I didn't see that coming, but it was so important that you couldn't get away from it? Because here's, here's why I asked that question, Rhonda. Is that sometimes when you ask a question, you think the answer may go one way, and it goes a, a, a completely a 180 from where you thought it was. And, and it could take you to an uncomfortable place. And, and for us here on the Intentional Encourager podcast, I'm okay with uncomfortable. Because everybody walks a road sometimes it's uncomfortable. Was there ever a moment, and you don't have to share specifics, and people can go back and listen to the episode. But was there a moment that you said, oh, wow, this, this took a turn that I wasn't sure we were ready for, but it's here on us? Uh, for, for me, the, the turn has been more about myself. I had, um, Claude Silver on, who is the chief heart officer at VaynerMedia. And I've always looked at myself as a, a caring, a very open, inviting, uh, person. And after my conversation with her, I realized that if I was to compare myself, which isn't a good thing, I hadn't even scratched the surface compared to, compared to Claude. The other thing that has become really clear to me is there's a lot of work that I could do on a lot of subjects myself to become stronger, more knowledgeable, more understanding, more, more aware. And even though I started this podcast to be a resource for listeners for the new and emerging leaders, 
there's been so much information that I have needed that has been good for me to actually yeah. take hold of. Yeah. Is there one leader out there that you would love to have on your podcast that you haven't had? Maybe your bucket list leader? Because I'll say this. I've been very fortunate that a couple of my friends, Al Robertson from Duck Dynasty, has been on, and he, he and his dad have been on. And, and talk about reaching out to friends. Tom Ziegler is a friend of mine. His dad, Zig Ziegler, great motivational right. speaker. I've been lucky that I've reached out to people, and I've thought to myself, if, if I had a dream list, like I know who my top five would be, but is there a couple people in your top five you go, I would love to sit down for a podcast conversation with these folks? You know, I've been asked this question before, and in fact, my well, I'm speaking, sorry, I shouldn't have asked it. I want to no, ask questions nobody my, else has asked. So I mean, I, you know, that's and my but, yeah. my speaking coach, you know, she she asked the same question. Okay, what stages do you want to speak on? My mind doesn't go there. I just, uh, yeah, I I don't have. That's not true. One person that I would love to have on my po podcast is Simon Sinek. That's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, I I have followed him for uh, a lot of a lot of years. I've wanted to have Gary Vaynerchuk on my podcast, but then I would have to have a bleep button because you know, be, <laughs> you know, and, and I know people that have talked to Gary V, and and I love Gary V's work. I just don't like his 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 chronic use of the four letter F word. That's yeah. That's yeah. for, you know, it, for me, I would have to be like, I would spend like four hours editing that podcast just to get all the beeps at and yeah. things like that. But I no. just know that there are so many people in this world that have valuable knowledge and experience to share at yeah. for, for leaders, whether or not the world even knows who they are, whether or not the person next door knows who they are. And so my, my focus is, is more on the subject, trying, yeah. to, trying to get information that's um, vital for new leaders. And one of the things that I ask that each of my guests do is to bring three actionable steps. So, I want, I want someone who's listening to this podcast to be able to finish the podcast, go to work and actually implement something. There's sure. something that they, yeah. could, that they could do, right? Because that's the only way we are going to make changes. The only way we're going to grow is if we actually do something. And that's why I believe that leadership is a verb. Like you, you need to right. be taking action. Well, and here's the thing too. This is the last question I want to ask, and then we'll pivot to your story. Yeah. You always find, I know for me, I always find when I have a guest on, I marinate about the conversation that we've had. I, I'll marinate on it for a few minutes afterwards and go, there's some really good stuff there. I had, I've had guests that have told me stories in their life, and, and, and after we're done, I just go, well, one, I am incredibly humbled that they chose my podcast to tell their story of something they've overcome or something like that. But two, you go, that was just powerful. 
Like I just sat through some, and I know you've had those times where you sat there and when you, when you finish recording and you go, wow, that was just incredible. So let me ask you this, Rhonda, where do you see leadership simplified going in 2021? Where, where do you see, what's the next thing in, in, in that line for you around the podcast? For me, I, I want to just continue to grow internationally. I, 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 it feels so good every time I'm checking the location um, on, my, on my Buzzsprout um, uh, stats or in my website to have another country. Yeah. And it's, I, I, I do spend a little bit of time thinking, oh, I wonder where in that country, sometimes there's a city, sure. a lot of times there's yeah. not. And like, who is this person? What kind of a job do they do? Well, they you have? mentioned. Hey, everybody, Brian Sexton here. I want to tell you about our sponsor, SEO National. SEO stands for Search Engine Optimization. Now, what's that, you might say? Well, Search Engine Optimization helps you show up higher on search engines in front of paying customers for words that you as a business owner can monetize. What a great concept. SEO National is owned by my good buddy, Damon Burton, who's been a guest here on the Intentional Encourager podcast. Not only has Damon and his team worked with businesses of all sizes, from e-commerce startups to NBA teams and Shark Tank featured businesses, but more importantly, Damon and his team are about transparency, trust, and providing lifetime value. So much so that he still has his first customers after opening SEO National 14 years ago. Let me give you some intentional encouragement and call Damon and his team today at 855-736-6285 or go to www.seonational.com and get a free quote. In, you know, the stage, and, and you're talking about your speaking coach saying, you know, what stage you want next. Yeah. I, I don't know about you, but for me, the, the the next stage that I want to be on next is between someone's ears that is hearing this podcast for the first time. Mm-hmm. That's the stage I want to be on. Is is I want I want to be right here between someone's ears or in their car with them, and it's like that they're in the conversation, Rhonda, that you and I are having, and something that we say is impacting them. Something that we say is going, wow, that really hits. That's the, I, I can't speak for you or anybody else at podcast, but, but I love what you said there. And I, I wanted to just pull a little more conversation out of that nugget because I think if we're being honest with ourselves, the stages we want to be on are people that we, we haven't connected with yet with our podcast mm-hmm. that we can help them because maybe they listen to Leadership Simplified and one of the three actionable steps from one of your guests is transformative for yes. them as a leader. That's and, my and hope. Really, yeah. That my absolute hope is that anyone that is in the beginning stages of leadership or learning, you know, when I, when I started um, with my speaking coach and making decisions about, because 2020, I, my goal was to actually be on physical stages. Well, COVID kind of threw that, threw that out the window. But one of the audiences that I had um, 
identified is those new business owners who yeah. were solopreneurs who now their business has grown and they have three or four or five employees and they're tearing their hair out because they don't want to be a leader. They've, they've never done this before. They haven't had any, any uh, training in nothing. Right. Well, you, and they're going, you what am I great. supposed, to, yeah, what am I supposed would... to do? How am I supposed to do this? So for this, for my podcast to actually give them some steps and it's like, Oh, I heard this. Okay. I'm going to try that. You know, so to me, yes. You would Get be great me. on stage because, you know, you're much prettier than I am. If, can you imagine <laughs> this on stage? You know, can you imagine, oh, could you imagine looking at this for 15 or 20 minutes? I, I would probably find a reason to go to the restroom or something. <laughs> but you, you, I mean, you're, you're, you're captivating and things like that. And, and I, I love the, I love your your long, your long hair. I so, so my pretty. long, my white hair. I've been, uh, my hair has been white since I was 35 years old. You know what? I, I, full disclosure, full disclosure. I started getting gray in my beard a, a few years ago and my wife and I had this discussion. She gets gray right around the, the, the part of here. It's probably because she's been married to me for 24 years. She gets gray right around. And so she goes to get collar in her hair and things like that. And I said, you know what? It's not fair. If you can color your hair, I should get to color my beard uh -huh. and put a little product in there because yeah. now I'm trying to catch up with you because you you look young and beautiful all the time <laughs> and, and you, you, you're married to this. But you could be on – I couldn't be on stages because West Virginians' shoes are optional for us. So, you know, it would be it would be hard to be – but you could pull it off very well. And, and – and I know in 2021, you're going to be on some great stages. And, yeah. and again, so it's, it, I'm, I'm glad we've had this moment of levity. Now I want to shift for just a moment. We, we, we shift in every podcast, as you know. I want you to tell your story. Go back as far as you want to go from point A to where we are now and, and tell folks, you know, give folks a, a peek in it behind the life of Rhonda Delaney. Okay, well, I can certainly do that. I have told people for years that I believe that I've been a leader since kindergarten. <laughs> I, have, I have always loved people. I've always loved being absolutely in the mix of things. But I do have to confess, as a young, younger person, uh, I really did think leadership was just telling people what to do. <laughs> And I did learn over over the years that yeah, Rhonda, you know what? It's a lot more. That's than that. not leadership. I'm my, my mind's blown, Rhonda. My mind is blown. I thought it was just you know. It reminds me. Oh my goodness! It, it reminds me. In the last few years, my now twenty year old son has gotten me hooked on the 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 TV show The Office. Uh huh. And, and one of the lead characters, Rain Wilson, is from the Seattle area, not far from you. Yeah. And Michael Scott, I, I just wondered sometimes what it would be like to work for a boss like Michael Scott, who at moments could be so inept that he would make you pull your hair out. But those moments that he turns as well to and just is he, this is incredible people person. And, and he there's a line that he says, I'm writing a book called somehow I manage. And so, yeah, you to your point, it's, you know, telling people what to do and how to do it. I, it, that just, this it's the intentional encourager podcast folks. You know how my mind works. I, somebody <laughs> says something and 
you know, we just go, we go there. But you thought leadership was telling people what to do. Do you remember, do you remember that moment growing up where it was like, this is not what leadership really is? Uh, that didn't happen actually until I was married um, with, uh, with kids. Yeah. So I went through high school. I was a um, total jock. That's just uh, every sport I played, uh, I did well, um, left school. And uh, when I was 20, I was in a, a significant car accident and shattered my leg and spent a week in hospital. And there was just not a, um, yeah, the, the whole sports end of things completely changed. I have an ankle that's fused, the leg shorter than the other one. And um, back then at 20 years old, um, I tried to ski, uh, snow ski one year and it just, I couldn't ski the moguls and that was my favorite. And it was like, okay, that's it. So I was spoiled brat enough. looking back is like, if I can't do it the way I want to do it, I don't want to do it at all. So do you remember, let me ask you this because that's a defining moment in, in life is you're 20 years old. You've always been able to do athletically what you wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And you're in this car accident. Were you afraid at some point that there was more damage done physically? And the reason I asked this, I had a guest, uh, her podcast released a few weeks ago. She was in a car accident at five with her parents or grandparents. And there was, there was nothing on the outside wrong with her mm -hmm. until years later, there was a traumatic brain injury that never showed up that kind of reared its ugly head when she was in college. And so I have to imagine, and again, I don't want to suppose or, or assume or anything like that, but what did that car accident do to, the accident do to you psychologically when you, when you realized that most of the things you could do before you, you were going to have difficulty doing going forward? Um, a lot of, a lot of frustration, but I think in my, in my spoiled bratness of I'm not doing any of those, those things, I removed a lot of it from my mind. Like I, I chose not to focus on that. I'm a very positive person. I mean, people said to me the whole time, I spent nine and a half months on crutches and, you know, people would make comments and my, my philosophy, and it still is this day, I'm alive. I still have my leg. Had this happened 25 years ago, they would have cut my leg off. I have my leg. Sure, it doesn't work the same as it used to work, but I can walk. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, life, is, life is fine. I've, I mean, everything else is fine. Something that did show up, though, and it was 10 years after, uh, Trev, my husband Trev, we had three daughters, and he was working out of town. Uh, for 18 months, he was gone during the week and home on the weekend. And I had three girls. They were seven, six, and five. And one uh, weekend, he comes home, and I was an absolute crying, fetal position, falling apart person. And no clue why. Uh, called my sister, thinking I was just, have completely lost it, because this is so foreign to, to me. Anyway, she got me hooked up with a psychiatrist and I went and I went a couple of times and there were two, two things that came out of that. Um, the one he said to me, he said, you think too much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and number two, 
is I had never grieved the loss of the athletics. I had never grieved the loss of not being able to do all of those things that I, that I love to do. I acknowledged that I couldn't do them anymore and moved on. And so, but you never gave them a proper burial. So no, exactly. And that, and then that's what he, that's what he was, he was explaining. I mean, it took this long for it to, to show up, whatever it is. Um, but it was that, that I had not, yeah, he used the word, you, you have not grieved for the change in direction that your life took. Yeah. Yes, you've got a great life. Love your husband, love your kids. You've got an awesome supportive family, all of those kinds of things, but you still have a messed up leg. And every day your body is reminding you, my, my leg is about uh, half an inch shorter than the other one. You know, so I have an orthotic in that one shoe. My, my body is still not in alignment. So I go to the chiropractor regularly to do that. So there's a lot of things that, that my body knows is a result of that loss, <laughs> yeah. but my mind has chosen to just move on. And, and Did you ever have those moments, looking back, did you ever have those moments and think about what might have been had, had the accident not happened? Because, you know, when, when an athlete, and, and I've been fortunate to be around athletics quite a bit, and I've seen some, some kids, I, I saw a young man I remember this. My son was a, a freshman, and this young man, a freshman or sophomore, and this young man was a senior in high school in, in the Christian school that my son went to that I'm wearing their baseball shirt. This young man tore his ACL, and he was looking at Division One opportunities and things like that, and it really altered what he could do. He ended up going to a smaller school because of the, the torn ACL, and it really altered and impacted the trajectory of where he wanted to go. You ever think about what what you what might have been had the accident not happened for you athletically? Um, I I don't because I was not a passionate, committed. I was a lazy, good athlete. You were not all in like a lot of these people. I, no, no, I was not all in. Uh, I was I was naturally gifted, and I was not. I didn't have any interest in uh, post-secondary athletics or, you know, professional athletics or anything like that. My, that's definitely not where my headspace was at. So I can't, I, I'm sure that my path probably would have looked a bit different. I, do, I don't know that for sure. I don't spend any time wondering <laughs> either. It's kind of like, okay, happened, did moved on. My husband, Trev, he likes to kid me. He said, it's the only reason I could catch you is because you were on, yeah. on crutches. Well, <laughs> well, my wife tells me, my wife tells me when, when I was coaching my son's baseball, to help him coach my son's baseball team. And she would see me in her uniform. She would say, I cannot believe you played high school baseball 30 years ago. You know, you just, and, and I'm like, look, you should have seen me back then. And, and my son, <laughs> you know, my, my son is a way better athlete than I ever thought about faster stronger just just a, a way better athlete it was way more fun watching him play than looking back and and, and going you know my dad must have been in agony watching me play you know 
because I had fun watching my kid play because he was so much better than I was. But yeah. you, you, you have, I, I want to park here for just a second because there, there are some similarities in our lives as well too. I had a job like your husband, Trev, where, where um, I traveled for about two and a half years. I was gone Monday to Thursday or Tuesday to Friday covering six states as a regional sales manager. And so I, I was that home on the weekend dad and things like that. Was there, was there a time, because I can think back about what the decision I made was to come off the road and be home. Looking back on that time that your husband was gone for 18 months, was it, were there some adjustments that you had to make? And, and what was it like for you basically raising your girls Monday through Friday without that support system? Yeah, well, I just to give you an idea of the kind of family that I that I come from, I have three sisters, one older and two younger. And my parents never ever missed a game. They traveled yeah. with the team, right? Everybody. Um, my sis, my older sister Cheryl, she had children that were similar age to mine we were each other's support network. We would call and say, I'm bringing my three kids. I need a half hour of peace. Or she'd call, she'd call me. So during that time, there were, there were relationships forged <laughs> uh, in steel that, that I was fortunate to have. I have a very close close family and not just my own immediate family, but cousins and all the rest of it. So they, yeah, they, they, they were there to support me and encourage me. And, you know, I, this was, okay, this was back in 90 and 92, 90, 90 to 92, right? So yeah. we're not talking big time cell phone. We're not talking big time online, you know, kind of stuff. It was, there was very minimal communication yeah. between, between us when, when it was happening. And if, if I had to pick one thing that drove me nuts that I had to get a grip on in my own mind and emotions, is that Trev didn't want to be a parent when he was home for those two days. He wanted to just have fun with the kids he, because he was only there for two days. <laughs> yeah. And so, so the, the onus was on me to be the disciplinarian, to be the, you know, the, the, the person getting everything, everything in a row. I mean, we, we figured it out and we muddled our way through it. Well, and that's and important. That's the only that's the yeah. only thing that I remember just that, that definitely stuck in my craw a bit. That's important to understand because my wife and I would have conversations and I was the opposite. I would come in and I'm like, dad's here, you know, <laughs> and if my son did something, I'd be like, you know what, dude, why'd you do that? And my wife would be like, we've been here all week. Where have you been? You know, <laughs> where, where have you, you know, while you've been eating out, and, 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 and staying in nice hotels and things like that. I've been holding down the fort and there were times that I was like that too. So I, I, I get it. I'm, I'm having flashbacks in my, and mine was much later. Mine was from 2013 to 2015, but I had that moment where when my son made his high school basketball team, I said, listen, I want to be the dad 
that's at every game. Mm-hmm. Like my dad was, yeah. and my my mom and dad were. I didn't want to call my wife and go, "Do we win tonight? How many did Bryce yeah. score? How many?" Yeah. I wanted to be right there. And fortunately for me, I can talk a little bit. So they said, "Oh yeah, we'll just put a microphone in front of you, and you can do public address. This is great." <laughs> so you know, but take. I, I want to fast forward just a minute. In a few minutes, we have time together. And you're telling these stories, and I'm having flashbacks, and I love this, and I appreciate your candor and your honesty and your openness. Take me through the biggest obstacle that you faced and how you overcame it and the lesson you learned from it. Uh, there, there, yeah, there's been a few, but I, I think the biggest obstacle for me was our, our oldest daughter. She's um, asthmatic. And so there was a lot of hospital visits. There was a lot of that kind of trauma. And I have a brain that can go from zero to 60 in like half a second. And I can be completely off the rails in my, in my thinking. I could have had, I had her dead and buried multiple times, you know, on the way to the hospital and learning how to manage your thoughts and uh, let the thought be there and let it take the off ramp. And I went through the same thing with, with her. She was addicted to Oxycontin for about 10, it was about 10 months. And just that whole process of letting go and accepting what is and not borrowing what isn't and just working working with your with your your mind to be at rest and to be at at peace and so i i think that that's probably been the the biggest challenge there's still days where it's more challenging than others but i definitely have learned how to not try and control or know, (laughs) to just, it is, and be okay, be okay with that. And, and, and my, my sympathy goes out to you because as someone whose state has been ravished by Oxycontin, Mm. um, you know, about eight years ago, we had a small town in West Virginia that the pharmacies, the, the pharmacy down there was running a pill mill. Oh, wow. And they dumped a million pills <laughs> into that small town of about 350 or 400 people. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so we know in West Virginia, we and it's about an hour from here. And so we know addiction extremely well. We, we've been... In some cases, Rhonda, we, you know, the, the town I'm 15 minutes away from where my son goes to college Mar- at Marshall University has been called the heroin capital of the, of the United States. And so we know that that pain very well. And I pray your daughter is on the road to recovery. And, oh, and yeah, she yeah. is. She's been she's been uh, clean for it was seven years back in back in July. Awesome. What an yeah. accomplishment. What, yeah, married what, two little kids. So, yeah, yeah. Life is life is good. What an accomplishment. So leave the audience today 
with your biggest piece of intentional encouragement. Absolutely have gratitude for your life as it is, because there is so much in your life, uniquely you in your life, that is wonderful. And just be looking for, looking for that. Wow. That is so, I was writing that down because it, it was so good. It, it, it's it's just a state of contentedness. Mm -hmm. The plant, you know, you were talking about gardening. I, I've got to go here for just a quick second. Plants grow where they're planted. They don't complain about not getting enough sunlight. It's not that they, they don't say, well, I'm going to stop growing because you don't give me enough water, sunlight, things like that. They bloom where they're planted, right? And so it's it's about being contented. Well, I think um, something that I like to visually uh, for, for people, you know, the seed packets that you buy and yeah. there's a, there's a picture of this, of the seed. Yeah. It, it never, what, when I grow something, it never looks like the pack. <laughs> okay. Well, here's the thing. If you plant a sunflower seed, you are never going to get a rose ever. Yes. Be happy with who you are in your beautiful uniqueness and stop comparing yourself to somebody else's uniqueness. Yes. It's, it's futile and it, it's not helpful at all. Were you listening to the podcast I recorded earlier today? Because no. we were just <laughs> talking about that. We are, I was talking about that with another guest. It's the comparison trap. Yeah. about people comparing and things like that. We could go on yeah. for, for another hour or so, but I, I want to be respectful of your time and the audiences. Tell folks where they can connect with you, how they can find the leadership, simplified yeah. podcasts, things like that. This yeah. is your time to go, Rhonda. <laughs> okay, well, Leadership Simplified is on all of the podcast platforms. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at The People Gardener. And I'm on LinkedIn, Rhonda Delaney. And then I have my website, rondadelaney.com. I am jotting this down. The People Gardener. Yeah. I love that. Uh, so Facebook the People and Gardener and the Intentional Encourager get together for a conversation. Yeah. And this is what happens. <laughs> so Rhonda Delaney, this has been so much fun. I have looked forward to this for a good while now. Thank you yeah. for joining me on the Intentional Encourager podcast. You are most welcome. Happy to be here. My thanks as always to producer Bryce Sexton and technical advisor Matt Meads. And the ultimate thanks goes to the Lord Jesus Christ who provides intentional encouragement every day of his word. And until next time, remember, everyone, everywhere, at any time, and any place can be an intentional.